The Black Caps are on their way back home after their long tour of Pakistan ended on a happy note. The young ODI side avoided a clean sweep in the series, winning the fifth game in impressive fashion to reflect on a rollercoaster tour of Pakistan as the great Craig McMillan, who set his alarm bright and early to speak to us this morning. He would have been up anyway, Macca. Morning. Morning, news. <laughs> what, what's tea time? <laughs> <laughs> no tea for today. I'm saving it for tomorrow. I can't wait to take your money tomorrow. So I hope you turn up. <laughs> I'm coming. I am coming. The worst thing, Macca. He is so competitive, but he. It's like he's got padlocks on his pockets, doesn't he? hates giving away a dollar. <laughs> hates giving away a dollar, I'll tell you that. Now I'll be there, Mick. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to catching up and uh, sharing a few stories, mate. But let's talk this cricket. We lost the ODI Series 4-1 and failed to dismiss Pakistan in all but the last dead rubber match. You think Gary Stead and co. will, will be, you know, have learnt a lot from this tour and got enough out of it, results aside? Yeah, I think they will have. It's been an interesting tour on a number of fronts. I, I think you take the results away, I think it was 2-all in the T20 series and a 4-1 loss like you mentioned in the one-day series. But So you perhaps question how much was gained from the tour, but when you look at how many different players were used, the fact that New Zealand had seven or eight regular players not on that tour who are obviously at the IPL at the moment. So for me, there's a couple of key positives that came from that tour certainly increased the depth of this New Zealand side by having to play yeah. a number of players who haven't played international cricket. Um, and the other thing about this tour, I think it's answered a lot of questions for Gary Stead in terms of um, players who can perform at that level. Um, he's exposed a number of guys to international cricket. And the thing about this tour, they were up against Pakistan, who are now the number one ODI mm. side in the world. They were at full strength. They had no players missing. That's as good as Pakistan have got. And for the fact that we had seven or eight players out, we were still competitive in all the matches. Um, despite going down 4-1, all the matches were relatively competitive. We won the last. I think there's a lot of positives to come out of the tour. Hey, Mac, it's Kimby, mate. Thanks for joining us this morning. Which of the young blokes um, have, has impressed you on this tour? Morning, Kimpy. Um Look, there's been a number, actually. Um, Chad Bowes at the top of the order is a guy who plays for Canterbury who's really been knocking down the door in domestic cricket for a number of years in terms of scoring runs. He got a couple of opportunities, scored 50 in one of the matches he played. Um, Henry Shipley was man of the match um, in that fifth mm. and final um, ODI. He's a 26-year-old bowling all-rounder who can also bat a bit and get better. Um, all-rounders are hard to come by. They are to have a skill set where you can basically bat, bowl at that international level is really difficult. So he's got a big future ahead and is going to play, I think, for New Zealand quite a bit in the coming years. There are two that really stood out. The others, like I me, mean, Matt Henry is our number one ODI bowler. He's always the first name you put on the sheet because um, he picks up early wickets. Um, his record um, over a long period of time now means that he's just a gun with the white ball. So he had a pretty good tour and tough bowling conditions. Like you mentioned, it was hard to get wickets for the bowlers for both sides, to be fair, because the pitches were that flat. But that's what you're going to have in India at the World Cup as well. So that would have helped Gary said work about how this New Zealand team is going to take 10 wickets and bowl opposition out in flat conditions. When you, when you think of the balance, um, Mecca, like the balance between bowling and batting, like this, there was still a few question marks, obviously with the exclusion of Kane Williamson. We're still looking for that, that person to fill that, that, that gap. 
have you seen that person that, that might be a Mark Chapman? Has Will Young done enough in the last couple of weeks to really cement his spot in the team? And then you flip on the other side. We've got Matt Henry. We've got Henry Shipley. So if, are you happy with the balance that we've seen over in Pakistan going into October later in the year? Yeah, I think so. I think, well, Daryl Mitchell batted at three and scored 200 in a row. Didn't play that first yeah. match, was recent because... <laughs> so he, he stepped up and put the hand up and said, I'm pretty keen to mm. fill that slot by the... Obviously, Kane Williamson, who's not going to probably be fit for that World Cup, which is a big loss. Mm. I mean, there's no doubt about that. They're big shoes to fill. But I think it's about getting that balance right because there's a couple of key things you need um, when you go to India. If you're going to win 50-over games of cricket, you need power at the top and you need power in the lower order. You need two bites at the cherry. Um, you're going to have flat pitches. You also have to be able to put 300 runs on the board if you bat first, and you have to be okay and comfortable chasing scores of 300-plus um, if you have to bat second. So you have to work out that balance in terms of your spinners as well. How many spinners are you going to play? Are you going to play two? New Zealand probably will. I mean, they've got Mitchell Santner and Michael Bracewell at the IPL, They'll probably come back into that New Zealand side because they both bat as well, so they offer that power in that lower order. Um, Ish Sodi, who, who did an OK job over there, he's probably your third spinner and your backup spinner in that World Cup squad. But I think it's just about looking at the conditions in India. Sometimes you'll play two spinners, sometimes you might only play one. So then your, then your bowling all-rounder might be a Jimmy Neesham who also offers something with the bat as well. So... There's, I think there's still some questions for Gary Stead in terms of the squad that he'll be looking at, but by and large, you're only talking about one or two positions, and I think everyone else has pretty much cemented their name on the team sheet. Hey, Mick, well, who, who picks up the role of Kane Williamson, um, seeing that he won't be there? It's a good question. I think that it looks like Conway and Finn Allen are the two openers that New Zealand will probably go with. I think Will Young did a really good job. I think he's probably the guy that would slot into that number three position. And he's probably the closest thing that we have to Kane Williamson in terms of the style he plays, um, the tempo he goes at. If he goes in at number three, then it means that Daryl Mitchell can fill that number four role. And I think that's such an important role. You think about Ross Taylor, how many runs he scored for New Zealand in 50 over cricket over a long period of time. I reckon that number four role is so crucial. So I think someone like Daryl Mitchell would fit that well. Tom Latham's been at number five for a long period of time. I think five's his best slot in that New Zealand order. On that tour of Pakistan, he was one high. He batted at four just because um, of his experience and that New Zealand were lacking some of those top-order players. So if he goes back to five, the, the fact about Latham also is he's a very good player of spin. And to do well in India and be successful, you're going to face a lot of spin, especially through those middle overs. And that's where Tom's had a lot of success over the years when he has toured India. So if you look at a top five like that, and then a Glenn Phillips maybe at number six, to me that shows a New Zealand team that's got power at the top. They've got some Ooh. smarts with the likes of Conway and Will Young. And then they've got some power in that lower order, the likes of Phillips, Brace or Mitch Santner. So if New Zealand needing 10 or 11 and over for the last five, six overs, those guys can come in and win a game. Oh, Kenny, what? What about Glenn Phillips? How good was that, Ricardo? Oh, mate, so good, <laughs> so good. Hey, uh, Mac, I, I just uh, a question that I, I had me scratching my head when the team was announced because I'm, I'm not quite sure how he fits in now, particularly with some of these batsmen we're talking about. But Henry Nichols, as a one-day international player, uh, he he kind of doesn't really tick any of the boxes, does he? Because he doesn't bowl at all. So and and you've got Devin Conway there as your backup wicketkeeper. 
Um, he doesn't score at a fast enough clip. I mean, I, I, I was struggling to see why he was in the team, given that, you know, you could have given uh, maybe another younger player, a, a emerging player, an opportunity there. Yeah, remembering that Henry Nichols opened the batting for New Zealand at the last World Cup and was pretty successful in the World Cup final, played nicely. But he's, yeah, he's probably found himself a little bit surplus to requirements in terms of that 50 oversight. There's probably going to be two or three players that are looking for that one batting, that reserve batting spot within the squad. And then you look at Mark Chapman, who's played pretty well, Chad Bowes, and even Tom Blundell, who played at the top of the order and played quite nicely too. So Henry Nichols is probably in that mix of players that are looking at one spot maybe as the reserve batter within that New Zealand team. So he's probably a little bit down the list, but I guess it was just um, taking him on tour using his experience because, like I said, he played pretty well at the last World Cup, which was in 2019, um, and there was a number of young batters around the team. So I guess New Zealand just felt that it was important to have him on tour and, and have him in the mix. Who's the key? Who's the key for you, uh, Mecca? If we're going to go and perform and compete at the World Cup, I've got a name in my mind and he didn't play the last ODI, but who's the key for you? Uh, you could name a heap of keys. Um, with the bat, it's Devin Conway, I think, at the top of the order. Um, and he's been doing pretty well for Flynn CSK in the IPL, so he's found <laughs> some form. He's a guy that you know can just win your games at the top. And, and if he bats, for a large majority of the overs, it allows some of these other guys, the likes of Finn Allen, Daryl Mitchell and Glenn Phillips with their power to come in and take on opposition, try and take the game away from the opposition. So I think Conway, um, with the ball, I think Mitchell Santner is going to be key. New Zealand need to pick up wickets through the middle with their spinners. Sodi really couldn't do it during that one-day series, which is why Pakistan were able to get big totals. So if Santner can come through that middle and pick up wickets with the likes of a Lockie Ferguson um, and Matt Henry, um, then all of a sudden New Zealand will bowl sides out and they'll be very competitive at that World Cup in October. Beautiful. I just want to ask you this one last question before we let you go there, Mecca. Finn Allen, you're a, you're a glorious batter back in your day, mate. I used to love watching you <laughs> tonk that ball around. When you look at Finn Allen, is he far off from being uh, you know complete? Is there, is there a little bit of... Is there a few flaws in his game that he really needs to eradicate? Or, or what is it with Finn? Is it more of the external pressure? He's probably hearing the noise and, and probably over, trying to overdo it. What is it with Finn? Oh, he needs to play for a start, is he? He's been sitting on his butt, as a number of the New Zealanders have at the IPL. They actually need to be mm. playing. So it's not yep. ideal having them away for two months and just sitting watching cricket. Finn just needs to play. He needs experience. Um, he's got all the tools there, mate. He's raw. Um, and he's going to make mistakes. But when you've got X-Factor youngsters like that, you give them a little bit more time, a little bit more rope, don't you? So um, he's got the goods. Yes, there's still, he's still a work in progress. Um, he will get there. Um, but he's the sort of player that's going to win you. You want him to win your game one and three, one and four, not one and six, one and seven, which he's probably doing at the moment. So that's going to be a work on. But he's definitely got the tool set. So um, hopefully he gets a bit more time um, over the winter and come... World Cup time in October, he's ready to go and can be a leading player on that New Zealand side. All right, mate, we know you're in a rush because if it's anything like your golf, your little fade, we'll better let you go, my friend. We'll, we'll get you go and go <laughs> dream about that birdie putt and uh, appreciate your time this morning, Macca. Go have a good rest up today because I'm coming to take your money tomorrow. Cheers, mate. Cheers, boys. Look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that and I always leave the empty pocket 
Oh, he's, he's very, very good at golf, mate. He's off like a one or two. Oh, wow. Is it? I was going to say, how much chip is there on the tee? Uh, there's a bit, but yeah. you don't have enough time to go and chip because Craig McMillan, I have to say, is the, is the most is the fastest golfer, the speediest golf I've ever played with. He just stands up, bang. You could be talking. You know how you get all those people, they're like, shh, don't talk. You talk, you can do whatever you want through his swing and he'll hit it and he'll just stiff it in there. He is so good. It's not like... It's not your most aggressive game of golf. Mm. It just hits a light, light little fade up there. It doesn't go very far, but it, you know, it goes enough. It's straight. It's always in the fairway. Then he can part. Then he can hit his irons. Whereas I can bomb it, but then I can bomb it left, right in the water. So he's very consistent, which I'm not. Yeah, right. So if you, if, you, if you have an on day, you beat him for length. And the uh, what's your <laughs> short game like? Uh, look, I'll back my short game. I just can't putt. Right. And putting 60% of the game. Drive for show, putt so for dough. Is, say? Yeah, that's that's my dad's favourite saying. Mm. Hit for show, putt for dough, dagger. Um, but anyway, we'll find out tomorrow. I haven't played for six weeks. So I'll probably be... I, I will go two ways. It depends on the first swing. It was a bit like my rugby game. If I caught the ball and I made a break, oh, stay with me, I'm going to carve up today. But if I hit it bad, I'm going to have a bad, bad day. It's on my own head, so... There we go, that's enough of my golf game. But great to chat cricket with the one and only Craig McMillan. Look, I, I think they got a lot out of that, lads. I think they got a hell of a lot a lot, a hell of a lot out of that tour. Considering the results aside, we got to see some potential going to the Cricket World Cup. You know, you got Mark Chapman who scored a couple of hundreds in the in the T twenties. Uh, you got Will Young who showed signs in that last game. Chad Bowes playing for Canterbury, he's been scoring a ton of runs, getting an opportunity. So results aside, I was pretty happy, uh, Ricardo Kimpi. Yeah, yeah, but the leadership too, I think, was um, was important with Kane Williamson being out. You had uh, Daz Mitchell step up and, and tonk a few hundred. So, um, mate, I, I hear him right at the back end there where he says that being in the IPL and not uh, not getting any game time it could be detriment to yeah. the, the, the World Cup at the end of the year. But, you know, it could also be work the other way because cricket, cricket seasons are so long, isn't it? They could be just sitting there having a bit of a rest and, and get themselves freshened.